Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hola, hola, chulas. It's Delina, or Dalina, actually. I'm practicing this, everyone. I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Your Latina Nutrition with Dalina. That's me. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation and is meant for educational purposes. We are dietitians, but we are not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're ready to eat without guilt and enjoy cultural foods, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into my one-on-one programs, group programs, and I'm also offering a self-paced course for diet culture disruptors. Apply for the program that fits your needs at yourlatinanutrition.com. All right, everyone. We are here. We are ready. And we have, well, I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing too. I don't know why it took so long to discuss this particular barrier to food freedom. I mean, we love this topic. We talk about this all the time. And if you can see my face right now on camera, I'm crying laughing already. (laughs) Okay, well, tell them what it is. Let's just, we're too excited. Okay, so we're going to be talking about 90s trends and how we have this idea of like keeping or wanting to fit into our high school jeans, but we're going to make it fun, right? We're going to talk about these crazy ass trends that I personally never want to come back. They felt so hashtag relevant at the time. Like at the time, it was a smart move to participate in this and any body image drama you felt also felt very valid. And I'm hoping that this helps people to be like, whatever the trends are now, it's transient. (laughs) It truly is. It's going to pass. Yeah. You said 90s though, but I want to be clear that we, you, oh, you were in high school in the early 2000s, correct? You, I, you're right. But I, I sometimes forget. It's like 90s into 2000s. 90s 2000s for sure. Yes. I was definitely in high school in the 2000s, but you're right. But I like love 90s music. So I feel like I always go back. Yeah. Yeah. That was like childhood. Yeah. We're, we're more teen years in the 2000s. Yeah we're, the, yeah. we're going to like 2002. And I know most of our listeners are in this age bracket. There are some of you who are a bit younger and a bit older. So you might like. The younger kids, by the way, uh, FYI, all the things you think you created are from our generation. Uh, it's from us. We did it first. And the maybe older generations, maybe your kids went through this uh, or, or nieces and nephews went through this. So anyways, I hope this is entertaining for all of us and gets us thinking. Um, before we jump in, can I surprise you with something? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to start laughing. Off. I am sh- I'm sharing my screen right now and I'm showing you. A list that I found on the internet of nostalgic fashion trends from the early 2000s. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I want you to see if you can remember if you participated in these things or not. Okay. 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 Lizzie McGuire, for sure. The first one is frosted lip gloss. Were you a frosty lip girl? Uh, I sure was. That shimmery finish. 
it, it, there, I remember there was like a, a brand was like ice. It was called ice <laughs> lips. I don't remember the brand, but I sure cover girl or like it and your hair sticking to it. You know, these curls. Oh my God. Yes. Whenever that stray hair would get caught in your lip and your crush yeah, is looking like, at you and you're like, okay, I'm just so like sorry. taking it apart. <laughs> okay. So you did frost lip gloss. I did. I okay. Did. This one's a good one. Trucker hats, especially Vaughn Dutch hats. Yeah, no, that, that was not me. Right. Cause like I had curly hair and the, I didn't look good in it. No friends did. I, and I just honestly never really loved the style, which is why I surprised myself when we went to Arizona last month, I needed a hat and I was in REI, that store, like the hiking store or whatever. And there was uh-huh. this hat. I really like the colors. It happened to be a trucker hat. And I bought a trucker hat as a 34 year old woman oh. and I wore it. I okay. That's right. So I protect that skin. It worked well. Um, so I'm sorry, trucker hats that I judged you before. Very functional, breathable in the back. We, we learn. We live and we learn. That mesh. And then like the boys will leave the stickers on the trucker, trucker hats just so it's mint condition. You know, that's like. First of all, okay. So y'all know I grew up in Philly. I grew up in a very diverse area. So I wasn't seeing Von Dot. What is it? Von Dutch? Von Dutch. We were seeing like like lids, like those like really mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, we had lids at the mall. Stiff, stiff hats with the stickers, but you always left a sticker on it. I yeah, always of course. Gotta look cool. All yeah. right. We're going to talk about low-rise jeans. I don't want to go there just yet, but no, this no, was no. an interesting trend. The lace-up jeans, like they yeah. would be like a corset Yo. on your front parts and your back parts. And that is very, we were young. We were practically I children. <laughs> Corsets on your fronts and backs. Also, you know, if you do have any fat on your body, which is normal, well, yeah. that's not a fun feeling to have lace. Listen, oh, gosh, I can't. I Here's an oh, jeans with no back pockets. Remember that trend? Yes, I do. Bedazzled pockets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh Can my god, you should Mandy's? see this picture. Did you have a Mandy's at, around you? Was Mandy's your thing? It was a thing here. Mandy's. What was it? Get all my. Je- it was a store. And you would get your jeans at Mandy's? You would get your jeans at Mandy's. Did they have the most bedazzling going on? They had like the only jeans that would fit me. So that's where my mom took me. That's where you went. <laughs> Juicy cooks Now we're at the, the trend where you, there were words the across suit. the butt. Velour jumpsuit, oh, yeah. juicy across the butt. I couldn't afford this unless I was at TJ Maxx and they had some like <laughs> ill-fitting version of it. I would, I would beg my mother, can I please have? And, you know. Unfortunately, I did take place in that. All right. Go back up that way. Wait, wait, I like that one. Go back up. Which one? My friends wore this. The airbrush shirts. No, no, 11, 11. Well, there, this one. This Wide one. leg, like the gaucho this. yoga pants. I never, I never wore that, but bull. <laughs> actually, those that. ones I loved and they would fold with them over. Belt. Yeah. With them belt. This exact outfit. I, okay, we need to put this in show notes. <laughs> we're going to send, put the, actually, it's a great idea. We're going to put the link to this article in show yeah, notes. If you want to scroll oh through and be laughing at what we used to do back in the day. Um, baby tees. Yes. How about a regular size tee? Why are we trying to look? I, like I feel like didn't I post something like this on my stories? I was definitely wearing a little baby doll, baby doll tee. Cardigans up until like my mid twenties, cardigans were my favorite thing. I would put cardigans yeah. over it's everything. Because I feel like that's the no. I mean that's a classic. It I don't is. even. Know. I don't know why they're trying to freeze this one in time. Yeah. Rugby shirts. This it, one that was a me. I didn't have a lot of rugby shirts, but the one that I did have was very treasured to me. Like I felt like this was my special cool shirt and I was going to wear the special cool shirt. 
but you're right for the chestier gals. It wasn't the, the, my testicles. I had a lot of issue with this as well. Um, I was, um, yeah, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. We referring were both to. pretty well endowed. Yeah. Bless our hearts. Yeah. So this comes to the near end of the list. Mm-hmm. We just kind of picked and chose some of them here, but what a memory lane, what a little memory lane that was. You had prepared some thoughts though on yes, like yes, yes, yes. how this sticks around in your mind. Like we're kind of laughing and joking and like looking back at some okay. of the different things, but what were your, your thoughts coming into this episode and how we can get past it? Yeah. So I think that something that I always hear as a goal, right? It's, I always ask the question of like, what are your goals while you're working with me? Like, what are your nutritional goals? Like what are your overarching goals in your journey? I can't tell you how many times I've heard the statement, I want to fit into my high school jeans. Yeah. Why do we it still have them? That's my first question. That's like a 20 something year old pair it? of jeans. Like, why do you still have them? And we were growing in high school. Like we, we were children, we were children yeah. and we cannot expect and our lives were completely different. Yeah. yeah. And it's, to me, it's just such a scary idea that, that this is such a societal thing that everybody wants to be back into that childhood. And as I think you know this, Melissa, but like I've been I've been reading a lot and I see a lot of posts about like purity culture, Catholicism, and this idea of keeping women pure and like young and small. Like small and all like it gives me the creep. It gives mm-hmm. me the creep to think about like this the is origin. Not, yeah. Like that is the origin of all of this. This idea of always keeping you dainty and young and a child. Like mm-hmm. that's what men like. Oh, get away from me. Right. Also like the racist origins of this, that yes. voluptuousness and yeah. those types of features were actively devalued in society mm-hmm. because of how they linked to other races body types mm-hmm. like it is very icky when we think about I had a client once actually say today she would remind herself that that was like a little it's like a little racist and patriarchal to think that way and that yes, kind of sure helped, helped her to go you know oh, maybe maybe we can move on from that thought because yeah. she didn't value those things but yeah. yeah it is like it comes from some icky origins when we think about oh, why we want to look like little girls yeah forever. Oh, I don't look like a little girl I, I don't I like my hips now <laughs> they don't lie which they was, sure that was a hit from the time we were wearing Listen, trucker hats and rugby shirts. I was trying to shake them like Shakira. You don't, you don't even want to know the things that I'm the not mirror. going to do this. But when I was in high school, we used to, t- I played field hockey and we would be on the bus together. And I used to entertain everyone on the bus by doing my Shakira impression. Listen, and you need to do this. Okay. I'm going to try. It's been in a really long, I said I wouldn't, but okay, I will. All right. Okay. I'm really embarrassed. I really planned this, everyone. I swear to God, I didn't know you were going to say hips don't lie, but now that you did, okay, this may, this might get edited out. We'll see how it goes. <clears throat> oh, baby, when you talk like that. Can we include a clip of this? <laughs> this is not what they came for today, but you got yes, it. they did. <laughs> They came for this hot mess parade. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Shakira has left the room. I don't know how she broke into our call like that. How weird. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho. Ooh, okay. We're back. But the values for being small, if you don't take a step back and you start chasing them 100 miles an hour by mm-hmm. what? Restricting, beating yourself for how you ate, really feeling inadequate that you're not in those little yeah. tiny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because you're dabbing a tear up your eye. <laughs> 
I'm crying. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's not healthy to stay stuck in that value set. No, no our bodies aren't stagnant. I think that that's one of my favorite things to say. Our bodies are meant to grow. They're meant to evolve. And you're, it's always going to change. Your body will change through the years, through the decades, through your life. And, and you know what? I think that what pisses me off the, the most about society and magazines and like the media and, and, and just everything that puts these pictures at us is that they blow these things out of proportion, right? The celebrities that fit into their, like post pictures of them. Like, you know, I think the last one I saw was like Jessica Simpson fitting into her Daisy Duke jeans from when she did that movie. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so proud of herself. And I'm like, Jessica, you are still with Nick Lachey. (laughs) It's a long time ago. Like that was a long time ago. Oh my God. That was like the first reality shows. Like that was really, what a time to be alive. What a time to watch her eat chicken of the sea. (laughs) Yeah, I had to Google it. Sweet Jessica. Oh my God. But like, there's such a like, uh, like just obsession with it. And then I saw another thing about Rira Wang and how she's like 73 and her skin is like pulled back and like, not a, like, now I'm just going to say stretch my foot, not a wrinkle in sight. And, and like, she posed in like a bikini and they, they were like, just flaunting this idea that she's like has the magical answer to the fountain of youth because she doesn't have wrinkles yeah like like it's such a bad thing to have wrinkles and gray hair and skin that sags that's part of getting older it's Uh so beautiful at this point we are entering middle age we are not old we're not young either you know and i think you might start to notice some changes in your body. You might start to notice a few wrinkles. I found uh, my very first gray hairs. Me too. Where where is your fat settling or distributing Mm -hmm. differently? You might be softer in places you weren't before. Mm -hmm. And I think the big question is like, when you see all this stuff in the media, it makes it seem like the only way to age is by fighting it. The only way Mm -hmm. to age is by preventing it and changing it. And we see Mm -hmm. all of those, that type of language Mm And what I'm trying to challenge myself to do at this moment in my life is like, how do I want to age? Like, how do I want to let that happen in a way where I feel like myself still? I don't know. Maybe that's not a helpful question to be asking. But for me, it's like, I don't want to be someone who's fighting that change because it's, it's inevitable. It's part of being alive. Yeah. And I think that it's because, right? it goes back to what we said earlier that women are supposed to stay pure and young and perfect mm-hmm. for men. Cause it always goes back to the patriarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the racism, but we need to reevaluate really how we see aging. And I think, you know, yeah, like you know, we're hitting, we're hitting the age where we're getting bombarded with like the Botox. Yeah. I don't have any problem with people that get it, but like, I'm just thinking like, is that something that I would want to do? I, mm-hmm. I truly don't think so. Right. Right. I don't know. I'm not going to knock it either because. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing. Know. It is your choice. But I think yes. a lot of people listening to this podcast are kind of dealing with symptoms of fighting their bodies, right? That's, that's really what yeah. food guilt and body shame is. It's symptoms of fighting your body. It's symptoms of fighting who you are. And, you know, I was thinking about these first four episodes we're doing before we jump into the IE series are really Mm -hmm. about the different types of norms that we've learned in our lives. You know, we've talked 
so far about like, what did your mother teach you? What did culture, you know, your individual culture, what did past nutrition messages Mm -hmm. teach you? Those are all norms that if we're not careful, they become our norms and they may or may not be your norms. So there's no judgment on the norms you choose, but like know where they came from, man. And and know that you don't have to impose your norms onto other people, right? And I think that that's one of the biggest things that you and I both talk about. Like body autonomy is real and you get to choose what you do and do not do with your body, but don't make others feel less than if they don't choose the same thing that you choose, right? Which is, I think what we see a lot in our culture, like the superiority, did I say that right? I hope so. Of like, I did this and I bettered myself. Yeah. No, you should too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like exactly. become a distributor of Botox. I mean, I feel that way sometimes in my friend circles and like, my friends are awesome. I love them. Yeah. When we're together and someone says like a comment, even about their skin or their body or like, oh, I think yeah. I might get Botox. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm so firm in my values and I have mm-hmm. such, I think I, you know, I have good skills and developing confidence yeah, and all that. There's still that moment where I'm like, they're going to do this stuff and I might not, I'm going to have yeah. to be different. And like, yeah. that's a tough feeling. I just want to acknowledge, like, it's a tough feeling to feel like you're the different one, yeah. even if you're not all that different. I don't know. Yeah. And I think we also need to, to bring compassion and have that safe space to say that if it's something that you do choose to do, you're also not wrong for mm-hmm. it. Right. Like there's plenty of people I know that have done. I'm more afraid of the need. I want to do acupuncture. Yeah, she's a very needle lover. So I, I have M- not Melissa yet done it. Knows, you know, Melissa knows how how afraid I am of the needles. But yeah. I mean, I think to each your own. But I think that what we need to really think about here is that this this idea of being afraid to aid, right? Because I think that that's what it all comes to. Like, I think people feel like if they can just fit into those high school jeans, that somehow magically they'll stop aging and they'll go back to that youth or feel like how it used to feel feeling, yeah. yeah yeah of how they used to but we are not going the amount of hormones we have running through us yeah, do you remember how moment? it felt i was yeah oh, all, all over the place emotionally Listen. i found a diary entry from age 16 and i was like oh boy <laughs> Oh boy, like we had a lot of feelings going on right here and I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah, no. And I guess that's a really interesting kind of riff on this. It's like, okay, maybe fitting in those jeans means you might feel like you felt back then. Can you, can you verbalize that? This is a lot of what goes on in coaching. It's like, well, what is that feeling? And how can we construct that in today's world with today's values and today's body? Like it's not all lost because your jeans don't fit. Let's get creative. So let's, let's think about the comfort maybe that you felt in those jeans and maybe find jeans that also make you feel good and comfortable. Maybe you liked how your butt looked in those jeans. Go find yourself some jeans and make your butt mm-hmm. look right now. Right. Like, you can hold space for what was and what is. You can always hold space for both. Oh, I love that. That makes me feel good. All the time. <laughs> Hard to remember. Hard to in the moment. And especially if you're in a, in a group of friends or you just kind of happen around social media, around messages mm-hmm. that tell you the opposite. Um, remember, especially marketing, like that's our job to keep whacking yeah. you with these messages with enough repetition that you do something. Yeah. 
okay, well, we kind of went a little tangent, but you know, we as did. we do, we go, we, we go high to low, deep to superficial real quick, <laughs> giggling about Von Dutch hats one second and being like, what's it all about? The next. <laughs> the next, you know? And I think I also wanted to kind of discuss this idea of how scary it, it was at that age to grow, right? Do you mm. remember like your body growing and oh just God. how scary that was. Then, Especially when you're in the fourth grade with the C cup. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Gross. You had a C cup in the fourth grade. They weren't quite that big that fast, but they got pretty big, pretty fast. And okay. you know, that was a, that was a thing. Yeah. Mine hit me like a bag of bricks in yeah. like the summer before ninth grade. They all, they came, they came in all at once. And I was like, yeah. oh, what is happening? But just puberty was hard. <laughs> it, it, it was yeah yeah <laughs> there's this show I think I've told you before you have the to pen watch point. it oh the I pen 15 past, I can't it's, get I get I can't get past the grown people acting like kids I told you that it's hysterical anyone who's watched this show please dm me and let's talk about the very very funny 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 things that go on in that show but continue yeah so I think that we, we want to hold space for that as well. Like, remember how you felt then? That's probably how you feel now about your body changing and growing. And you got through it. You got past it. Great analogy. Um, yeah. So I think that that's something that I often think about. Like, I remember growing out of nowhere, right? Like getting D-cups out of nowhere and having stretch marks for the first time mm. and being like, what did I do wrong? Like what, like, what did I do that my body decided to just like grow in three months? And now I have these things <laughs> and they don't look like what the magazine right. they should look like. Or maybe even the girl next to me who hasn't yeah. started yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I remember like getting stretch marks on my thighs and all my calves and like, I literally was so embarrassed to wear shorts mm. in high school because I have stretch marks on my calves. Yeah. And I got over it a little bit. But this is something you talk about a lot. That. Like, it feels yeah. like, you know, we all have these things where maybe there was some shame or embarrassment about that mm. in our teen years. Yeah. And that doesn't totally go away without practicing it away. Mm. So that might mean like ignoring the thought. It might mean restructuring the thought it might mean Mm -hmm. developing new values and new normalizing new ways of Mm -hmm. being but gosh like if if those stupid mother-daughter body nights or whatever you had to go to like (laughs) fyi your period's coming like what if those included like talk about like this is normal this is normal this is normal like of different types of um, experiences you have that aren't quote the media norms i don't know that would be so helpful for kids yeah I say that, but if I ran that kind of night, I feel like every teenager would be like, who is this dorky? Who is this crazy lady? She's like giggling, laughing at her own joke, showing me pictures of stretch marks. Get out of here. I don't know. Maybe we wouldn't have liked that back then. But I I wish it was more normalized, you know? Yeah. We have a, oh my God, what is the book called? We have a book that I've read a few times with Nyla. It's about body parts. It's about her body. It's about like the body. Right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it teaches you like the different parts. Now, of course, I can't remember, but it teaches the male parts and the female parts. And of course, you know, we know that, it's, you know, what this book was written, like, I don't know how long ago. And we know that some of that stuff is arbitrary now, you know, mm-hmm. you don't always have to identify it that way and have these parts. But I read it to her and she's like, it's so funny because she's like six and she's like giggly and she's like, what's that? <laughs> 
bodies are weird, you know? And she's like, and the book, and like, I can't tell you how uncomfortable I feel Mm -hmm. when we're reading this because it talks about how babies are made. It doesn't talk about sex itself, but it talks about the sperm and egg meeting up and then like babies. And so when I read it to her and she was like, you pushed me out of what? Like a lot of us are still grappling with that reality. (laughs) We need to make these conversations normal, right? So that they they normalize. And I and the one thing that I do like about this book is that they're not like they're they look like real bodies. Mm, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's a little more know. implicit. Like it's yeah. just like these. Yeah. yeah, that that's true too. It's yeah. like making it implicit. And we talked in other episodes mm-hmm. about putting all different types of bodies in your eye line. Yeah, yeah, can help normalize that for sure. I like that book. And I also like the book Anti-Racist Baby because that also has a lot of different types of bodies. Yeah. So that's a good one. But yeah, I mean, all that to say that like we need to normalize different bodies, bodies changing, and we don't have to always control. We have this obsession of controlling our bodies and and making sure that it stays the same forever. And that almost always backfires. Like very rarely does the body like being handled (laughs) that way. I'm just hopeful that this episode helped people to think a little bit about like, are my values around what I'm supposed to look like stuck a little bit in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s? If yes, that's okay. It makes sense. That's when a lot of them were formed. Like that's when you started to become hyper aware. What if you made a little update right now? What if you let go of some of the stuff that's not working for you today? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just bring yourself back. And, and like I said earlier, remember that you can hold space for both mm-hmm. what you are and what you are and create those new values, right? As, as we move forward and we're going to continue to age mm-hmm. and we're going to continue to change. Yeah. And the more that we get comfortable with that now in our almost middle-aged body, that's also weird, the easier it'll become. And I just want to put out a service announcement that I never want the damn thongs and low rider jeans to come back. That was a look. Usually they were neon thongs up above the hip bone. Never want that thing. I, I, this, is, this is TMI, but I have never been and never will be a thong person. I just really don't. I hate those. I like me some like comfortable granny Ooh, panties. I love me the high waisted. Like, like high waisted full coverage. Oh, Ooh. Yes. Mm. yes, we are. Well, that's why we're friends. <laughs> if I'm comfortable, that's the most likely <laughs> moment I'm going to feel sexy. If I yeah, am not right. comfortable, Get jokes on you out of here. <laughs> Amazing. Leave me with my mom jeans. I kind of want to, after this episode, like try to find some pics from high school and like just LOL at some of my outfits and fashion you choices. You should. I also went through like an emo phase where I like wanted oh, to look punk, but my, you know, oh, my personality, no. I'm a highly bubbly person. Yes, I always be. have been. And I'm like, people are like, you are a poser. Like, what is yeah. happening? You, you could not, not be punk. You cannot. I, I you know I've got a little I got an edge. Come on, man. Like deep inside. Did you dye your hair black? God no. Nancy would never have allowed that. My mom would not have allowed that. Heck no. She would be like, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Well, this is definitely one of those things that can hold people back from really doing the food work because of fears. Yeah. You know, we always talk about fear of weight gain, but I think there's also like fear of aging, fear of not being mm-hmm. quote attractive. Like yes. there's little, little ripples and nuances of the fear of change of your body that 100% can block these IE or intuitive eating skills from happening. So 
make sure you're thinking about this before we do the series and hopefully there'll be a little less resistance as we jump in. Yeah. Yeah. That was today's episode. And, you know, we love, 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 love. If you left us a review, wherever you found us, this is how other people find us. And so we want to make sure that we're helping as many people as we can heal their relationship with food and find our child. And I don't want to regret being vulnerable and sharing my Shakira impression. <laughs> we'll that in here. <laughs> if it made it, if, if it wasn't, if, if you're hearing this and you didn't hear a Shakira impression, I got, I got scared. It got edited. If you do hear this, it means it went through. And I will not allow her to get scared. You all deserve to hear this. You, can, you might put in the comments, great Shakira impression. Because maybe people are coming for that. I don't know. Any which way, we want to thank you for helping us spread our message, for being here, for, you know, letting us talk about this in different ways that hopefully are interesting and make you giggle a little as we do this deep work. Thanks for being here with us and being who you are. Peace, love, and break the diet cycle.